0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Sports Life Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Smith, and it is great to have you aboard listening. This is going to be our segment on the uh, NFL, and we're going to have different segments, uh, different episodes that will be for different sports. There will be one coming up on college football uh, that should be uploaded sometime Friday as well. Both of these should be up. Uh, uploaded on Friday, there will be a basketball episode that will be coming up here shortly soon as well, and that is actually going to be from the Point Forward podcast. Uh, uh, The Point Forward podcast and the Sports Life podcast are going to basically kind of merge as one. Point Forward will still be their own uh, separate podcast as well, but I was already one of the co-hosts on Point Forward, so we are going to merge the two uh but today we're gonna be talking about the nfl we're gonna be talking some about what happened week four uh obviously it's already thursday night so we're not gonna go over too much into what all went through week four because i'm sure you've all been hearing about it all week anyway so we're mostly gonna be talking about looking into week five and what we can expect from there uh at the time of recording this, the Rams Seahawks game is already over. The Seahawks were able to win 30 to 29, just squeaking out a victory. Uh they're at home against the Rams with uh, Greg Zerline actually missing a potential game-winning field goal there at the end. Uh it's just me today. Uh most of the other times I'm going to be having at least a phone guest or someone joining me to talk uh sports along with the uh, with me but uh today it's gonna be just me Uh, i will have lee with me to talk basketball later this weekend and my good buddy sebastian portella will also be talking baseball with me later this weekend as the baseball postseason is underway now so we got that to look forward to this weekend expect those to be uploaded by monday and uh yeah and after that my hope is to have The NFL and college football episodes should be uploaded by Wednesday uh, from now on, but this is the first one that we're doing. Uh, Of course, I kind of came to it last minute because that's what I do, but uh, great to finally be doing this. I've kind of dabbled a little bit with podcasting, being a co-host with Point Four, talking basketball, and I just kind of wanted to start something where I could talk about all the different sports because I'm into just about all of them, so... Why not? So, a couple things from week four I just wanted to touch on real quick. I'm not going to go heavy into detail because, like I said, you guys have been listening to this stuff all week already. By the time this comes out, this is going to be old news to you for sure. Uh, but how about that Chiefs-Lions game? That, I feel like, was one of the best games from week four. Uh, the Lions were not able to hold on. They led in a, uh, for a lot of that game, but they were not able to hold on Uh, due to the Chiefs making that comeback touchdown there at the end to win. Are Matthew Stafford and the Lions real this year? That was a pretty good performance from them defensively. Offensively, they had a few too many turnovers, which ended up costing them the game. Uh, They looked good offensively at times too, but the defense was really what stood out to me. Yes, Kansas City still scored. 34 points but that defense held Patrick Mahomes to no passing touchdowns at all the entire game uh, they were able to give that offense time to stay with Kansas City the whole the whole game which not a lot of teams are able to do Kansas City is an explosive offense they score quick and the next thing you know you're down you know 42 to 10 and you're like Dang, how did that happen? But the Lions' defense was able to hold them for the most part. They kind of let it go there at the end. Uh, also, a key thing to remember was one of the touchdowns was a fumble reception uh, that went all the way for 100 yards. So that obviously isn't on Detroit's defense at all. So is this Lions' team real? we've uh, The Lions, this podcast is based out of Michigan, the Lions – I've been hearing talk about them possibly being real for years now. Uh, And I feel like this Lions team with this defense could possibly be a contender. Uh, How deep in the playoffs a contender? I, I don't know about all that yet. I'd have to see them win games against big opponents like the Chiefs. But just to see them in it, Gives me definite hope that they're at least a playoff contender for making the playoffs, and then we'll see from there. Uh, That division is very good this year, so it will be very interesting to watch the games where they play the division, when you see them play the Bears, and when you see them play Green Bay, because those are really good teams this year, and it's going to be interesting to see how well they fare against them. Funny thing is, the Bears, the Packers, and the Lions, all three of those teams, look like they have very solid defense, so... It's going to be very fun to watch. I think a big part of the Lions' success this year is that you're seeing Stafford have the confidence to throw deep again. Uh, he has a hell of an arm as a quarterback, and I felt like last year he was a little bit limited. They were trying to run a lot more uh, short, dump-and-dink type throws. You know, They weren't going deep near as much, and I felt like that was limiting Stafford because Stafford is a phenomenal deep ball passer. And so far this year, I've been seeing him air it out a little bit more, and it's been good to see. I think Kenny Galladay helps that a lot because he's a solid receiver. Marvin Jones is solid as well. Uh, I think that helps him in having those options to be able to throw to. So uh, that's a question from Week Four that I got for you guys. You know, uh, feel free to give me your feedback or, you know. Think to yourself whether the Lions are real. I think because of that defense and because of the way Stafford and the offense look a lot more in sync this year, I think they look pretty real. Uh, But, yeah, you can definitely have your own opinion on that one. Uh, Ravens and Cowboys both took tough losses in Week 4. I think that was another significant thing that happened was the hype on them a little too early. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that later, so I'm not going to go into that, but that was another significant thing from week four. Another one, the Redskins finally brought out Haskins. I was very much an advocate for them doing this. Uh, I was talking with some friends of mine and stuff at work about this, and I'm just yelling, like, why will they not let him come out? And there were several other people that i was hearing say the same thing like why are they not bringing out haskins they got nothing to lose and haskins gets brought out and his first touchdown pass was thrown but it was to the wrong team so you know we can all spectate on that uh and then he threw two more interceptions along with that as well against the giants defense that really isn't that good and was not able to score against them, a touchdown at least. I think they did get down for a field goal, but that's it. Were we wrong about Haskins? Those of us who wanted to see him come out, were we wrong? Were the Redskins right the whole time? Is he not ready? Looked like it. But again, I mean, that's all speculation. At this point, it's only one game. A lot of what I was saying uh, to some of my coworkers about Daniel Jones as well, that it's only one game. Do I think there's no hope for Haskins? Like, oh, he's going to be trash? No, not at all. But were we wrong? Were the Redskins right? He's not ready yet. Did they prove that this week, and now are they going to sit him again? I think so. Uh, another significant thing from week four, from all the wins and losses, the AFC South is now 2-2. Two and two. Every one of the teams. Uh, you got Houston, Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Indianapolis all sitting at 2-2. Two and two. This division is one of the strangest divisions in that, in that case because it's always up for grabs, it seems like. Uh, Houston has been kind of the better team in that division over the past few years, but I don't know about them this year. They still have a solid... Amount of talent there defensively and offensively, but that old line cannot protect Watson and is not giving him what he needs to be able to win football games. And due to that, they're 2-2, two and, two, and they lost a very disappointing game against Carolina, a team that most of us probably thought they should have beat. They're playing Atlanta this week, so that'll be a good test to see uh, whether they can pull it back together and get to 3-2. and two. Uh, But yeah, that division's up for grabs. Uh, Gardner Minshew has uh, obviously been incredible for them, stepping in for Foles, which makes them a contender. Mariota's had flashes of being a lot better this year. Tennessee looks pretty solid. And Jacoby Brissett. Brissett? I said that wrong. (laughs) Uh... And the Colts have looked good at times too. They did take a tough loss to the Raiders there, but the Raiders aren't really that bad of a team. So that that division is really up for grabs. Uh, not gonna go too much into that one either, but I I just found it interesting that all of them are at two and two. Bears defense shutting down the Vikings. Six points. Best defense in the league, right? Pretty sure that's uh, after the Ravens taking a beat down from Cleveland. I'm pretty sure that's indisputable. Packers defense didn't look that great against the Eagles either. Some of the numbers from that Bears defense honestly make them look one, like one of the better defenses they've even had. I remember they were showing some uh, some stats lined up with uh, some of the years past uh, incredible defenses that the Bears have had, and it's like right on par. That's why I have the Bears up so far in my power rankings, which we're going to get to here in a minute. Could the Redskins or Dolphins go 0-16? They do play each other, so one of them is not going to, unless they tie. Then they go 0-15 and 1, both of them. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, But let's assume that's not going to happen. One of them has to win or lose. Uh, up for you to decide for yourself, obviously, which team, which of those two you think is most likely to go 0-16. I still believe it is the Dolphins. I think the Redskins will be able to pull off a victory against them, but both those teams just do not look good. They are struggling, even against teams that are not good, especially the Redskins have played. Uh, They look terrible against the Giants. They couldn't even score. The Giants' defense isn't good. Could one of those two teams go 0-16? And which one do you think is most likely to go 0-16? I'm going on the Dolphins, but... Uh, you guys definitely make up in your own mind what you're thinking on that one. Vontes Burfitt had a big suspension. He's out for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel on this one. The hit was... Definitely not a clean hit by any means. It was not cool, but it didn't look intentional. Uh, I I get the repeat offender thing. He's very much a repeat offender. He keeps doing this kind of stuff, and they're trying to crack down on him. So they give him a year-long suspension. You're done for the year. And I've also heard talks on possibly people pushing for him to be done just forever. But for now, he's out for the rest of the season. That's a pretty hefty suspension that's a pretty uh they're definitely throwing down the gavel on that one uh i think i i i get it they're really trying to crack down on the injuries thing there, there's too many players getting hurt. And so I definitely get them being very strict about this. So it's unfortunate for him because I don't feel like, I truly don't feel like he was intentionally trying to injure him. But it was a bad hit and a guy that has a reputation is unfortunately going to be dealt with a little bit more harshly. And sure enough, spend it for the rest of the year. So I'm going to say for the most part, I agree with the suspension. I'm okay with it. Uh, I also would have been fine with seeing him get like a six-game suspension or whatever else they would have done. I would not have opposed to that either. So I don't think it's the wrong thing that they did. I do think they could have lightened up on it a little bit, but I'm not going to say that it was the wrong thing. Uh, Let's real quick, before we get into uh, week five stuff, I'm just going to real quick go over what I have as the power rankings after week four. I kind of threw this together a little bit, so it's not 100% like super thought out or anything, but uh, I wanted to put together the power rankings to give you what I thought, and I'm just going to roll through them real quick. I might explain like two or three of them. But uh, they'll be very brief. I got at number one. I have New England still. Uh, they won a game against the Bills where they were terrible offensively, but their defense is that good that they don't even need to be good offensively, which is scary. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs right there at second. Chicago Bears at three for me, and a lot of people will probably criticize me for putting them that high. But it's the same thing as New England. They haven't been good that off uh, that good offensively. But they're still winning games. And I feel like when you're winning games, when your offense isn't even that good and your defense is that good, that you're still winning games, that's scary to me. I got San Francisco at four. 49ers. I got New Orleans Saints at five. A lot of people would probably say that that's too high. They should be up at three or four. Seattle Seahawks at six. Green Bay Packers at seven. Dallas Cowboys fall down to 8th. I just felt like that offense had a very terrible showing against New Orleans, and it's hard for me to put them much higher than that after that. Buffalo Bills at 9, Detroit Lions at 10, Cleveland Browns at 11, Baltimore Ravens at 12. That one I was very much struggling with because should I still keep Baltimore up in front of Cleveland because Cleveland struggled? But Cleveland went in and beat them in Baltimore. Hard for me not to put them up. Los Angeles Rams down to 13th. I don't feel like they deserve to be in that top 10 spot anymore after struggling that much on defense, a team that's supposed to be really solid defensively. Houston Texans at 14. Eagles at 15. Colts at 16. Vikings at 17. Raiders at 18. I feel like Raiders are one of those teams I could have put higher, but I just need to see a little bit more from them first. Chargers at 19, I feel like the Chargers have not at all lived up to what I was expecting from them. Yes, they've struggled with a lot of injury, but I need to see that they can still play even when the injuries are over. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at tw- uh oh I'm sorry, Carolina Panthers at 20, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 21, Jacksonville Jaguars at 22, Tennessee Titans at 23, Atlanta Falcons at 24, New York Giants at 25, Steelers at 26, Cardinals at 27, Broncos at 28. Jets at 29, Cincinnati Bengals at 30, Washington Redskins at 31, Miami Dolphins 32. That is what I have there. From what I've seen so far, I very much put into consideration the competition that they've played. So... uh, Chicago, I feel like, has played some tougher teams. They've still won. Seattle, I feel like, has played some tougher teams. They've still won. That's why I have them all higher up there. Uh, They also do not have losses that hurt them. Dallas has looked really good in their wins, but that one loss hurt them bad because their offense did not show up at all. Baltimore has looked great in their wins. But their offense did not show up at all. Or, sorry, their defense got exposed against Cleveland. Again, another team that's supposed to be really good defensively. So that brings me to biggest winners and losers from week four that I have. I'm going to quick run through these two. Uh, The biggest winners from week four, Bears beating up division rival with their backup quarterback, N.J. Daniels. Impressive, just shows how great that defense is. That Hey, our quarterback goes down, we got our backup in, we're still going to win because this defense is so solid. Minnesota can't score against them. Buccaneers putting up 55 points and beating the Rams. Very impressive. Saints winning without Breeze again. Shows how good that team is as well. Gardner Minshew leading the Jaguars to a second win, to a last second win. Very impressive uh, show of leadership from him in that game. Coming up clutch. Chiefs winning a game where they didn't even play well. Again, another thing that I think is very scary when a team doesn't even play that well, but they still roll out with the win. That shows you how great they are. Chiefs did not have their best game by any means, and they still managed to win it. Patriots defense, obviously. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen has been impressive. uh, In doing what he needs to do to get Carolina to win. The Eagles saving their season by winning that big game against Green Bay. Browns winning a crucial game after a slow start as well. Both Eagles and Browns, very slow starts. Didn't look that great the first couple of games. They needed those wins. Derek Carr and the Raiders for winning again and making that team still look pretty good. Marcus Mariota and the Titans for having a very impressive game against Atlanta, getting a win. And uh, you got to throw the Jets in there because they didn't lose. (laughs) Oh, crap. Biggest losers of week four, Rams defense, Ravens defense, obviously. You know why. Uh, The Cowboys, Prescott, Elliott, Jason Garrett, and their fans, everybody. Everybody involved in that Dallas organization. Big fat L this week. Sorry, I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys, so I go pretty hard on them when they do lose. Uh, the Falcons' team existence, man. Uh, ever since that Super Bowl, the 28-3 to 3 thing just wrecked them. As a team, they've not been the same since then. It's uh, very sad. Josh Allen throwing more completions to the Patriots than he did his own team in his first, like, ten passes. I want to say he was, like, one for nine with two interceptions at one point. I think it was one for nine. Insane. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense, very overrated. Jared Goff, tough game, two interceptions that were big, uh, and just not quite being able to lead his team to a victory. He had a crap ton of yards, but those two interceptions were costly. Dwayne Haskins, three interceptions in debut, as well as his first one being a pick six, his first touchdown pass being to the wrong team. Broncos 0-4. Redskins 0-4 Dolphins 0-4 And the whole team just in general And I almost put Brady on there Because Brady had one of the worst games He's had in a while Well since the Super Bowl But let's not talk about that Uh, Tough game for him But they still won Because that defense is incredible And I can't put him on biggest losers of the week When he still won Stinking Patriots, man. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right. One of my uh, segments here for, and this is going to be for all the sports, but uh, for the NFL part, my hate the hype. And my hate the hype for this week is the Ravens and Cowboys. I feel like both the Ravens and the Cowboys had significant losses in week four. I feel like they were teams that were very high regard from the NFL and, uh, media and their fans as well as saying, look at this hot start. This team is incredible. And I feel like both teams kind of got exposed as maybe not as good as people thought. And so I'll hate the hype for me is the Cowboys and the Ravens. I feel like both teams just did not show up. And both teams were really playing the first tough game on their schedule, and they both dropped an L, and they both looked really bad. So I'm sorry, if your favorite team is the Ravens or the Cowboys, you're probably not liking me right now, but it's true, it's true. I mean, the Ravens are now two and two. You can say, oh well they they lost to the chiefs. I don't care; they're two and two. Before they lost to the Chiefs, and even after they lost to the Chiefs, you all were hyping them up as they were possible Super Bowl contenders. They don't look quite so good anymore, does it? Not saying that it's out of reach by any means, but you might have hyped them up a little too early, guys. And then the Cowboys. Saints don't even score a touchdown and they still beat you? Both those two teams have big games this week here in week five. Ravens are playing the Steelers, and yes, the Steelers aren't near as good this year, but the defense still looks fairly solid, and they are division rivals. When you have a strong division rivalry like that, I don't care. I don't care how to the, how the stack up. You can still lose that game even if you're the far better team on paper. So I think that's a big game for the Ravens to prove – after that taking that tough loss to Cleveland, like if they can come if they can come into Pittsburgh and beat them up, maybe they'll start looking good again. Another big game, Cowboys play the Packers. it's at home, but Green Bay is obviously a very good team. If they could beat Green Bay, maybe things would start looking up for them again too, but both the Cowboys and the Ravens to me have a lot to prove this week. So uh, now I'm going to quick do a run-through of my picks for every game this week. Obviously, the Seattle Seahawks and Rams game is already over. Uh, I had the Seahawks picked before that game. If you want to believe me, you can. If you don't, that's okay. <laughs> but uh, I, did, I did feel like the Seahawks were going to win that game, and they did pull it off. Lions and Dolphins are on by. Uh, this might be the only week that the Dolphins don't lose. So, if you're a Dolphins fan, enjoy it while it lasts. All right, I'm gonna read down the list here real quick. Ravens at Steelers. I do have the Ravens still winning this game. Uh, I feel like Pitts. I feel like it's gonna be close uh, because Pittsburgh defense is still fairly solid, even with the team not looking too good. I feel like it's more on the offensive side that I have more questions than the defensive side. Uh, I do feel like the Ravens are going to pull this one off. I think it's going to be closer, though. I feel like it's going to be a one-possession game. Uh, I am siding with the Ravens against my Steelers because I am a Steelers fan. I hate to go against the Steelers, but I have to be sensible here. The Ravens team still is a very solid team on paper. Uh, I got to go with the Ravens on that one. Patriots at Redskins, and obviously I have to go with the Redskins because they're on four, right? Patriots winning that one by at least two touchdowns. Bills at Titans. That's a good game, and their last three matchups have been decided <laughs> has been decided by one point. Literally, I'm just reading that right now. It's impressive. I didn't know that. Bills are three and one. They barely lost to New England. Their defense held up. Held up. Titans have a fairly good defense too, and they just came and are just coming off a very good game in Atlanta. That could be a close game. I feel like I, I feel like the Bills are going to pull it off. I think the Bills are a better team than what a lot of people even realize because yeah, they haven't played anybody that great, but they've looked fairly good in all those games. Good enough to get wins, and I think they can do it again. Oh, Jets at Eagles. Yeah, the Jets have never even beaten the Eagles in their franchise history. Jets have not won this year. Eagles look like they're on the rise. Jets look like the Jets. So, um, Eagles, I'm going to say that's another game that they win by at least two touchdowns. Bears at Raiders. This is going to be a better game than some people probably might think. Some people might think that the Bears will run away with this one. I think it's at Oakland which is a big thing for the Raiders. And the Raiders are a better team than a lot of people probably think. I think this will be a close game. I think it will be a one-possession game. And I'm going to say that the Bears still come out on top because that defense is so solid, it's hard for me to bet against them on any week, really. I'm going to have a hard time ever betting against them. That's Khalil Mack's first game playing Oakland since being traded. Vikings at Giants. As much as I think this Vikings team is very overrated, sorry, I almost said underrated, that's definitely not the case. And has been since the beginning of the year. I think they will pull this one off against the Giants. Giants have now won two games in a row with Daniel Jones at quarterback. I don't feel like they're going to be able to pull this one off, though. It'll be a good test for Daniel Jones, though. He's allowed, uh, the Vikings have allowed fewer than 250 passing yards in seven of their last eight games, so the defense is still solid. So it'll be a good test for Daniel Jones to see how he can do against a pretty good defense. Buccaneers versus the Saints. If the Saints were to win, they would be the first-place team in the NFC South. Did I say the Saints? I think I meant at the Buccaneers. If the Buccaneers win, they'll be first place in the NFC South. If the Saints win, they will still be first because they are. Uh, and I think the Saints will win. That game is in New Orleans. I would be shocked if Buccaneers had two good games in a row because they have the Buccaneers. Falcons at Texans. Falcons do not look good this year. Falcons look terrible, in fact. Texans need to win that game. I believe they will. Cardinals at Bengals. This is a tougher one than you would think. Both teams haven't won. Bengals are at home. Uh, I'm going to still go with the Cardinals. I feel like this Bengals team is not good. And even though they're at home and I feel like that would give them the push, I think... I think the Cardinals will pull this one off. I I like Kyler Murray. I think he's had a s- decent, solid start to the season, even though they yeah. haven't won much. I think they can beat the Bengals. Bengals had a rough game against Pittsburgh. Very rough. Jaguars at Panthers. Panthers have not lost with Kyle Allen starting. And they have lost in all the games that he hasn't started since 2018. We got Jacksonville Jaguars Gardner Minshew versus Kyle Allen, two backup young rookie quarterbacks. I think, I think Jacksonville's going to pull it off. I think Gardner Minshew is going to do some more Minshew magic, and I think the Jaguars will win that game. It'll be close. That's going to be a good game. Both teams have good defense. Both teams have two young guys at quarterback that look pretty good. Broncos at Chargers. Chargers really need to win that game because they're 2-2, and and they were expected to look a lot better than this, and they just don't look that great so far. They need to win this game. Melvin Gordon's back. Maybe he'll actually get some carries in this game. Denver doesn't look good. Yeah, you can say that they've barely lost all their games, but they've still lost all their games. Chargers are at home. I'm going to go with the Chargers on that one. Packers at Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are coming off a tough game offensively, and even though they are home, I am going with the Packers on this one. I feel like the Packers, even though they did lose last week too, their first game, I feel like the Packers have a more solid all-around team. I'm going to go with the Packers on that one. Colts at Chiefs. Sorry, that's at Kansas City. You're not winning. Colts. Sunday night football, that's going to be a good game. But the Chiefs are definitely going to pull that one off, I'm pretty sure. And then the one I cannot wait for. Monday night, Browns at 49ers. I got the 49ers winning because I think this 49ers team is better than even people think they are. I've seen some people say that they think they're overrated. I think they're a super solid team. The defense looks great. That offense is pretty scary as well, Uh, and I think they're going to prove themselves here playing against the Browns, which the Browns have shown flashes of being a really good team as well. Uh, They've been kind of hit or miss this year, but I think the 49ers will prove themselves in this game that they are a legit team not to be messed with. And that's week five's games for you. That's what I think. So you can definitely hold me accountable uh, if I'm wrong. But uh, hopefully I'm not that wrong. (laughs) And I get a bunch of those right. But yeah, that is uh, that's pretty much it for the NFL that I got for this week. I hope you guys enjoy the games. Uh, So check out uh, I'm going to be putting up a, some content for the podcast. I'm going to put up a Twitter. That'll be at SportsLifePodcast on Twitter. Uh, I'll try and tweet some stuff about the games. You can keep track of some of my thoughts on that, on those games uh, as they're going on. If you want to go there. And otherwise, yeah, just... Uh, Please feel free to uh, subscribe to the podcast if you'd like to keep listening. If you're into sports and like, like I said, we're going to be having uh, guests on on most of these episodes to be able to go back and forth with me, and we'll have more of like a debate and discussion type thing. But uh, for now, this was the first one I was able to pull up, uh, put up. So didn't get anybody for this one, but we're definitely going to have more people on it here in the future. And stay tuned for this weekend if you're a fan of basketball or baseball. I'm going to have two guys. Uh, I'm going to have a guy talking with me about basketball and a guy talking with me about baseball this weekend, so stay tuned for those episodes to be published at some point here, and you'll be able to listen to those if you're into that. And also, hoping to be talking some college football here soon too. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and enjoy your sports weekend.